0: Hello, everybody. Tonight, it's not just a football conference. No, no. They got eight teams into the dance last March. This is SEC Basketball. Recording live from somewhere, this is One and Done. Get out the insurance cards.
1: Get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by drrodo.com.
0: It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that green screens media train. Welcome to the one and done SEC preview powered by drroto.com. I am your humble host. My name is Jay Heinrich, the conductor of the aforementioned green screens media train. You can find me on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, Elon's Hellhole, at Dr. William. Kenan, let's get right to my broskies in basketball, starting with El Capitan himself. He is the captain of the Green Screens media ship. Follow him on X at MC Holland 34 the OG Money Mike. That's Mr. Mike Holland. What it do, baby?
1: Yeah, what it do? I'm uh, trying not to blow all my DK bucks uh, before college basketball season starts, but I do have five satellite tickets already to the $15. Let's go. Big jam on the 14th and working on a few more depending on what Western Kentucky does tonight. But that's neither here nor there. That's football. We're here to talk basketball. Hey, I think I'm making my debut on our top 20 countdown. So uh, let's go. Hey, round of applause yeah, for the captain on the that. top 20 yes.
0: countdown. Round of applause. Right. Yes.
1: Uh and then yeah, I'm just ready to rock <laughs> it out, man. Um betting previews coming soon. So looking forward yep. to it, man. Let's get let's get rolling. We got a long show today.
0: We do, of course, before we get to that. Last in the intros, but First in your hearts. He is the Baron of bread of green screens media that you can find in those Twitter streets at fantasy nav. He's Eric the blue. That is Eric Romov. What's happening,
2: man. I I mean, I think Mike put it best, right? Like we have a absolutely jam packed show here today. We we've got a lot to cover. So we're going to jump right in. If you haven't been rolling with this all off season, we've been keeping our nose to the grindstone. We are, absolutely dialed in for the upcoming season so go back check out all of our work on uh, on on youtube it's all organized into various playlists we've got the transfer portal we've got our interviews we've got these conference previews we've got recruiting classes whatever you might need green screens media on twitter check that out make sure you're subscribed if you're not already and it would not be a conference Uh-oh. preview without Kalen swinging through Put it right, there. In. right into the thing both arms Welcome in,
0: Kalen. do it Close what's team. up Kalen? Welcome back, absolutely. Thanks for checking into the comments. You too, we see you hanging out there in the old lobby. We see you there hanging out. Drop us a line. Just say, hey, junk up deuce, whatever you want to do. Put the fire emoji in. You know, Just drop it in. Say what's up. Say hi, first time or long time. Thanks for the vine, whatever you want to do. Drop it in there. Like and subscribe, like Eric said. Follow everybody here on X. Follow our guy at the Real Napier. our guy Chris, who you've seen on the Top 20 Countdown as well. So let's get to it, boys. No more riffraff. Right to the SEC. Last year, of course, the regular season title was won by Alabama, who squeaked by those Texas A&M, those fighting Texas A&M Aggies by a game to claim the SEC crown. And then in the conference tournament, Bama doubled up against the Aggies, winning that title 82-63 to in a bit of a drubbing. As I mentioned, in the open – Eight, let me count. One, two, three. eight bids for this uh, conference last year. Alabama, of course, the one seed. Tennessee, a four seed. Kentucky, a six seed. The Aggies are a seven seed. Mizzou, a seven seed. Arkansas, an eight seed. Obviously, I uh, performed that a little bit. Auburn was a nine seed. And, of course, Mississippi State, an 11 seed. Goodness gracious, boys. These are some tournament teams in this conference. And according to Ken Palm Metrics, this was the fourth best conference in the country with 10 country with 10 of those 14 teams inside the top 100 all right that's enough with that headlines now of course we always start off with eric the blue what do we need to know about the sec
2: man i mean last year we had some of the highest ranked teams in the entire country coming out of this conference and now heading to this year you know it, it bears the question like is there is there a dominant team in in the conference right like you know, looking looking down the AP polls, you you gotta you gotta scroll a little bit before you see the first team that's, that's registering there at number fourteen, right? So I I think this this conference will be uber competitive on a night in and night out basis. But you know whether or not they have that one team that's head and shoulders above the rest is very much an open question. You know uh, even over the Big Twelve, who is you know bringing on some AAC teams, you know they they might not be ready for prime time like. We, we love talking about the level of competition in that conference, but the SEC might might have them edged out, right? We, we did the Big Ten the other day. You know, that's largely competitive outside of Minnesota. Sorry for the Golden Gophers. You know, they've got Purdue, Michigan State in the top five. And then outside of, you know, maybe South Carolina, you know, you can make an argument for really every team here. Right. So it's, it's, it's going to make for a fun year, just how, you know, how competitive and how much parody there is in this league. And the the storyline is it it almost became a punchline when, when the transfer portal first opened up. I mean, every one of these teams got busy acquiring new players, you know, plugging in tailor-made pieces into their roster by way of the transfer portal, 11 Of our top 50 transfers entered this conference over the course of the offseason as a whole you had teams like alabama you had screenshots of eric musselman calling people the second they announced they were going into the portal lsu florida Ole miss right yeah they're still waiting on some waivers teams just completely transformed their rosters through the transfer portal so you know whenever that's the case the the million dollar question what which team can get all of these new pieces to gel and play in a cohesive fashion Whoever does, and arguably whoever does that the fastest, is probably the one who has the inside track on this league.
0: Yeah, first of all, the fact that, again, I'm going to harp on this, the fact that we still don't know if these players are going to have weight, be cleared to play on these teams We're two weeks out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right, let's move on now. Let's get to the old captain's comments here, Mike. What should we know about the SEC from your perspective?
1: Uh, I looked at the three point shooting in this conference. It was 32nd. That's pretty low. Almost dead last year um, of all conferences in three point shooting. 11 teams shot below 34%. So, got to find some shooting here, guys. You know, Eric talked about the transfers. To me, it's which one of those transfers or which set of transfers comes in to be a critical shooting piece. You know, looking at Florida, Alabama, Auburn, those kind of stick out uh, as teams that. Added three-point shooters, and we'll talk about those transfer classes later. And, uh, of course, I have to say, you know, in college hoops, the three balls kind of like four points at times in these uh, these tough conference games. So uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, who can improve their outside shooting to give them a better chance. And, of course, cannot bury the lead maybe. Last headline is Kentucky and their wild offseason, the Blue Blood. Yeah. Bringing in a ton of freshmen. Didn't know if they were going to have anybody else on the roster. Thought they were going to lose Antonio Reeves. He ends up being back. Helping out with their, uh, you know, their their shooting woes that potentially could have had there, and then you also have the Bob Huggins situation where you, you free up Trey Mitchell, and it felt like like the next day he was a Kentucky commit, um, which was pretty interesting. And now all of a sudden they're a top fifteen to twenty type team. So, whoo, what a uh, what a roller coaster ride, kind of like Michigan we talked about the other day. But here we are, a couple of weeks away from the season, less than a few weeks.
0: Yeah, I would say Whoosh. that's the kind of uh, brow wiping that yeah, would seriously. need to be done after something like that. And yeah, especially when you play in a conference where teams try to play in the 50s, a three point shot does feel like four points at <laughs> Mississippi times. Mississippi State is going to Yeah, no kidding. You got to get it a couple of times. So that definitely ups the ante there. It looks like we got another comment here from our pal, Mitt. Mitt, what's up, man? Coming what's on, on back. Matt? With says, Matt. What's, what's up? going on, Mitt? What up, guys? Wild. Hey. Thanks for dropping in, man. Appreciate that. Good to see you back. Just like Mitt did, you can jump in those comments. Just say what's up. Let us know you're hanging out with us. We see you out there. Leave a comment. Like, subscribe if you haven't. That's the headlines, y'all. Let's get on. You know we like to do this. If you you hung out with us and we've done every single conference, not the Ivy League, every single conference across the country, aside (laughs) from our last show. The Big 12 coming up, which, you know, make sure you have those notification bells turned on and ready for that one because <clears throat> that's a doozy. But if you know what, we would do the headlines. And then the next thing we're going to talk about, the people coming back from this conference, returning players within the SEC. So let's go ahead and start with the Texas A&M Aggies getting a little bit of uh, a little rub lately as a contender by, you know, some guys out there thinking there might be some value there on some bets. Been seeing the Aggies name thrown out there. So some returning players now for the Aggies, Wade Taylor, Tyrese Radford, and Henry Coleman all coming back. Taylor and Radford, the guards, their Taylor averaged 16.3 points, four dimes, 36% from three, which, uh yes, you know me, Uh, 35% is where you got to be for me to be effective here, and 36 is good enough. 1.7 steals for Taylor, love that. Radford is 13.3 points and 5.3 boards. Then, of course, Henry Coleman, the forward, 6'8", 245 pounds, average 9 points and 5.5 boards. Mike, the Aggies have the most percentage of points returning in the conference, right? And that could be a big reason why a lot of people are thinking they're sneaky, sneaky play here. But, of course, obviously, we mentioned in the top, razor thin margin finishing second place last year for the regular season title and then obviously making it there to the championship game as well so it feels like the Aggies are, are right on the cusp
1: yeah absolutely right on the cusp and I did I draw the uh the short straw here with uh having to talk about the Aggies as a <laughs> longhorn here? I don't know what you're talking I'll, about I'll, I'll say some some nice things here um these returning guys man it's a it's a very very strong core um I mean, on paper, you, you really got to like what this team has. I mean, strong guard play, it checks the box. You have experience at forward, And then continuity, which we know how important that is. We've talked to a bunch of coaches talking about just how much value there is in that continuity piece. So, you know, with Wade Taylor, i little surprised that he's the conference preseason player of the year. Um, but he was phenomenal last year. He took his game to a new level. Uh, new level, You know, the only knock on him is they struggled in big moments. I mean, you look at the SEC tournament final, uh, did not play very well. The first round exit in the tournament where they lost to Penn State. You combine both of those, he shot five for 26. So, got to pump it up in the biggest moments. Uh, Tyrese Radford, I mean, one of my favorite guards to watch. He plays like a big man, a great rebounder. He's really improved his scoring. I think he's just a great fit next to Taylor, who's more of a kind of a scoring uh, score first type guard and then you got the big man coleman he's a bruising power forward he started 67 games the last two years after transferring from duke uh after his freshman year and now he's going into a senior year he knows what his role is he knows that he needs to obviously crash the glass and then uh, give him some offense from time to time uh you know and and really it's just one of those things where it's a kind of a collection of pieces right that make this team very strong yeah
0: no doubt about it the Graphics department coming through there, getting the Aggies up on the screen. Got to love that. Radford, uh, Taylor, and Coleman, of course, coming back for the Aggies. Let's move on now to the one of the aforementioned teams that like to play in the 50s. Of course, the Tennessee Volunteers bringing back this trio, Santiago Viscovi, and that is it's, triple, it's not double J, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T, Intercontinental Champion Jeff Jarrett. No, no, this is triple J. This is Josiah Jordan James, big man for Tennessee, of course, and, and Zakai Ziegler there. Vescovi, 12-and-a-half, a, half, four and a half, three dimes, 1.8 steals. If you're going to play a guy on, for, from Tennessee in DFS, a lot of times it was Vescovi. We talked we talked about him a lot on our DFS shows last year. Uh, Jordan Josiah Jordan James, 10 points, five boards. Just over a steal per, and of course, Ziegler, the point guard distributor, five and a half dimes and two steals per with 10 points. Biggest upside in the conference here, Eric, in, in my opinion, in terms of the uh, the trios that we're going to talk about. But the the consistency, uh, that may be a question mark, and the, and then some health concerns as well.
2: Yeah, look, health, health is going to be a, a a through line for a, a lot of the teams that we cover. And with with this trio in particular, you know, when they're healthy, you know, if they're playing up to their full potential, I mean, there they're probably isn't a big three with their ceiling in, in this conference, you know, certainly in the conversation in the country, right? Vescovi, will start off there, just the elite, like, picture-perfect college guard, right? Like, great shooter. He can set up others around him. He's real strong defensively. Uh, Like Mike talked a little about, talked about a little bit with Taylor earlier. Vescovi can probably step up a little bit more when it matters most, right? You know, that's that's really the last thing that he needs to cement his legacy. Last year, shot 32% from the field in three tournament games. So, you know, clearly when when the the light is brightest and on him, really want to see him raise to the rise to the occasion. Triple J coming in, entering his fifth year. The 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 just need this guy to stay healthy, right? Like. He's so versatile at the wing on both ends of the floor, and he's just an absolute Swiss army knife when he's healthy and when he's able to be on the court for his guys. And then Ziegler, you know, this is, again, a story of health, right? He tore his ACL in late February, and that that really changed the entire trajectory for this team, right? Like, he was a guy that could break down the defense. He was a guy that could get others involved. He was also a menace on the defensive side himself, right? He's kind of undersized a bit, but, you know, still crafty player, can poke a few, few out. Gave gave it his all on the defensive end, and look if if Tennessee wants to make another Sweet 16 run, which arguably with this roster, I'd, I'd say they they probably have their sights set on going further than that. Ziegler really needs to be the guy. Obviously, he has to come back from from this injury. So you know, these three very similar question marks with all of them, but if it all lines up, I mean, I I think we're we're looking at a a elite trio for for Coach Barnes here.
0: Well, you know, I I like to we like to talk about how they. Play. They first to fifty wins a game against Tennessee, but the the thing, there's some good basketball being played over there. And there, you, when you're the number one defense in the country, you can afford to play first to sixty. Okay, and with all of the injuries that were there, they, and they a four seed. Eric, you talked about the Sweet Sixteen run, that sort of thing. Like there was still some really good basketball being played there. A lot of that is it's Rick Barnes is a very very good college basketball coach. All right. Tennessee Volunteers there. Moving on now to Mississippi State. Tolu Smith, Sean Davis, and DJ Jeffries. Smith is, ooh, just a scoosh under seven feet tall. 15.7 points, eight and a half boards. Davis averaged 8.7 points, 3.5 assists, and 1.7 steals. And Jeffries coming in at 8.8 points and six and a half boards. All right, so... Smith uh, injury, right? Going to keep him out for a little bit. So Davis and and Jeffries are are going to have to do a lot of this uh, heavy lifting early, Mike.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Coach Shant, he's done a uh, he's done a phenomenal job, uh, really putting this program together. Look, I I don't love that they're terrible from three, <laughs> um, but that's just kind of the way they play ball. Uh, That's going to be a huge storyline for them. Uh, But I think they're primed for a really good year. The unfortunate thing is that Tolu, injuries, man, injuries, it seems like it's been a little bit of a theme early for us. Uh, He's a preseason first-team player uh, on the SEC, one of the top bigs in the country. And, yeah, he's going to miss some time. So, um, unfortunately, we'll have to kind of go as that goes. The expectation is he's back for conference play, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, but Keyshawn Murphy and West Virginia transfer Jimmy Bell—they're gonna have to—they're gonna have to fill some pretty big shoes here. You know, we we could have added, uh, you know, Shaquille Moore and Cameron Matthews to the list as guys that are uh, sure. you know, returning that make an impact. You know, these guys play 26 minutes per game, but you know, we ended up going with Davis and Jeffries, and these guys are gonna have to do some heavy lifting with Tolu out. Uh, you know, Davis, I think is someone that can do that. He came over from Oregon State last year. Uh, he was just real solid and, and uh, above average point guard. He's an elite defender. Uh, his improvement this off season with the shot selection and efficiency from the field, it's going to be critical for this team. The same can be said for Jeffries. I mean, both of these guys shot under 40% from the field, uh, but like Davis, uh, Jeffries is a really good defender. And so this obviously let kind of mirror Tennessee, right? Like Tennessee, is a little bit better three point shooting team. Obviously number one defense will Mississippi say couldn't shoot it at all from outside. And they were still a top 10 defense, keeping them in, uh, in the most games and then getting them into the tournament. So uh, obviously offensive development, especially losing Tolu Smith is going to be critical for Mississippi state. Um, and I think that's going to be, you know, a significant headline because before Smith's injury, I mean, they were talked about as, you know, being one of the maybe top four or five teams in this conference.
0: That's tough. Man, injuries play such a, don't you wish you could just do like a video game and just turn injuries off and like, just let these, this stuff play out with the. I, that would be great, man. So much, so much to be said for that. All right. Those, yeah. You know, again, that if you play defense in this game, it's gonna keep you in a lot of games, even if you can't throw it in the ocean if you were standing on the ship. Okay. And that was the story at Mississippi State last season. But either way, we'll see where they can go. Oh, Toler Smith, out, man. That was that's tough. Would love to see him on their full speed. All right. Move on from the Bulldogs now to uh, a handful more here in the SEC returners, of course. Mark Sears, Antonio Reeves, Riley Kugel, Matthew Morrell, and Johnny Broom, of course. Let's start with Sears in Alabama, Eric. The 6'1", 185-pound guard. 12.5 points, 2.5 times, 35% from three. Okay, fine. I'll allow it. That's fine. 1.2 steals as well. All right, Eric, this is... This is no longer the Brandon Miller show. He's off to the pros, right? A lot of turnover on this roster as well. So is Steers going to guide the Crimson Tide? You know, it's it's it, he's got to have that steady hand of, of a leader here. Uh, if, if they're going to, if they're going to pull off another great season.
2: Yeah. Look, we're, we're going to talk about a, a lot of the pieces coming in and some of the younger players primed to to step up, but, but Sears is a, is a key cog for them, right? Like, he was a second leading scorer behind Brandon Miller last year. He's he's a combo guard that you know he can he can really shoot or he can get others involved. Right? There's a lot of versatility to his game on the offensive side. His his transition from from Ohio to the SEC was was actually you know one of the the success stories, right? It, you know, like like a lot of guys we talked about, you know, whether or not they can jump up to the high majors ranks. I I think it's fair to say that Sears you know checked all the boxes there, right? Like. You know, we, we want to see his efficiency from the field improve a little bit. You know, that's that's going to come as he gets another year in this system, as he gets another year playing in the SEC. So, yeah, with, you know, with the, the sort of vacuum that Brandon Miller left behind, I, I like Sears to be in a position to step up and, and help fill it.
0: Mike, I'm going to come right to you here with Antonio Reeves from Kentucky, 6'5", 205-pound shooting guard, 14.5 points on 40% from 3 <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. All right. Long drawn-out story this offseason on his future, but he returns as a very key piece for the Wildcats.
1: Yeah, outside shooting, outside shooting, outside shooting. You got a team full of eight freshmen. I mean, his experience <laughs> might be more more valuable. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe right on par, right? His experience along with his outside shooting, critical critical for Coach Cal. So, you know, although this team's littered with one-and-done prospects, uh, really how Reeves performs is going to be very, very, very crucial for the Wildcats in their and their postseason, there's been some miscues out there uh, recently. Obviously, they haven't made the tournament, or made the second weekend uh, of the tournament since 2019. So uh, they say, uh, you know, some of the best moves are the ones that are that are not made. And uh, this may reign very true for uh, Reeves' return here to uh,
0: to Lexington. In the land of the transfer portal, sometimes <laughs> just hanging around will yeah. make all the difference in the world. Riley Kugel, shooting guard from Florida. Of course, the 6'5", 210 hundred ten-pound shooting guard averaged ten points and thirty-eight percent from three last year. Over seventeen points in the last ten games last season. Eric, big-time potential coming into his sophomore year.
2: Yeah, Kugel. Look, he's he's one of my favorite players that that nobody's really talking about, right? Like he he got off to kind of a, a slow start to his his freshman year, but he's got he's got deep range, right? Like he's one of these guys where you got to start you got to start pressing on him a little bit once he gets over half court. And, you know, there's, there's upside for him to be a stronger playmaker in in year two. Right. So, you know, looking at the, the system that he's in, coach Golden has a, has a pretty good track record of, of strong guard play. You know, Kugel really fits that mold nicely. He's, you know, he's got the potential to play his way into the NBA draft conversation when, when the year's all said and done. So, you know, we talk about where the Gators will go in this upcoming season. And, and for me, you know, Google's development and success has a lot to do with how that story will be hold.
0: Absolutely. Definitely one of those like not a lot of people just are shouting Riley Kugel from the from the <laughs> rooftops here, you know. But maybe maybe we should be. Maybe, maybe there should be a little bit more Kugel, you know, whatever mm. you want to do. Shouted from the, the highest the highest peaks in your local area. All right, Matthew Morell. Another shooting guard here, this time from Ole Miss. 6'4, 200 pounds. These guards, these are not, mm. these are not your your, your 2A level guard <laughs> size, okay, in Texas High School. No, these are big boys. This is the the, the SEC, the land of the big boys, 6'4", 200 pounds, of course, for Morell. 14 and points, two and a half assists, one point one steals. Yeah, like you know. Beard, Chris Beard, sort of. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, if you don't know, if you're first time tuning in, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're first time tuning in, you don't know. Mike and I are right uh, in the Austin area here. Uh, the whole show, all of us are up and down the I 35 corridor right here. But uh, yeah, so the Chris Beard stuff, eh, a, little, a little bit of a sour taste, I would say. Um, but he moved on, obviously, and uh, there was never any doubting his ability to coach and recruit and yeah. keep players on that he wanted. Mike, um, and obviously to to keep Morel here, uh, it, it's big deal. He's all league like yeah, uh, all league caliber, you know.
1: Absolutely, and uh, man, even more important when we don't know who's going to be on this Ole Miss roster because you have Brandon Murray mm-hmm. from Georgetown awaiting. Uh, Jay, one of your favorites, Musa Cisse. He's still waiting on his transfer waiver. So who knows what this roster is going to end up looking like, um, you know, and that, and that's a critical piece to get back. Right. So uh, man, with morale, he's going to do a, a ton of heavy lifting, especially if Murray isn't going to be on this roster. Uh, he's now a senior. Um, he's really a guy that hunts his shot I don't know, for Ole Miss to, to really have any success without those two transfers, um, you know, coming in. I mean, he's gotta, he's gotta be more efficient. Um So it's going to be an interesting year one for Chris Beard, Um, but Morrell's going to obviously have a huge say in in how the season goes for
0: sure. Last year, but certainly not least, John Broom, the center from Auburn, 6'10", 240 pounds, 14.2 points, 8.4 rebounds, 2.4 blocks, my goodness gracious, 26.5 minutes too. This guys aren't even playing 30, 32 minutes, 14, 8.5, and, and 2.5. And like, get real, okay? <clears throat> Pardon me. One of our top 20 returning players overall. Just absolutely transitioning last year from Moorhead State. A lot of times, Eric, like, you get that sort of uh, when you're transferring up from the mid major to the high major. It doesn't really translate. No, no. No, no. Broom, Broom did just fine for himself.
2: Bruce Pearl, noted breadhead. Look at me in my eyes. Played <laughs> Janai Broom, 35 minutes. 26 and a half minutes, this guy is absolutely stuffing the stat sheet. 53% from the field. You know, showed showed a little something from an, in terms of outside shooting for the first time in his career. His defense is spectacular, right? Eight and a half boards, two and a half blocks in those limited minutes. Like, uh, Auburn, if Auburn can get him up to that seventeen and eleven range that we saw, you know, during his time at Moorhead State, I think that's going to come with more minutes. Like it's it's the key to to how far this team will go, right? So, like, absolutely one of my favorite players to watch. Like you mentioned, Jay, one of our top twenty re- top twenty returning players in college basketball. Bruce, I know you're listening. Give him some run.
0: <laughs> Better now. Do it. All right. Sorry. Okay. Make sure you guys are smashing those like and subscribe buttons. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on One and Done. We are live with the SEC preview show. Go back and watch all of... We have previewed... Again, we previewed every single conference in the country, not the Ivy League, and we are going to finish up with the Big 12 the next time out, but that's all good. All that info's good. You know, maybe if the NCAA figures this transfer waiver thing out. Be a little more clarity.
2: That these previews
0: of these teams are good <laughs> all the way back. Go back, go watch them all. Like Eric said, they're in playlists. Are you looking for transfer stuff? Are you looking for returning for put Are you looking for, you know, top team? up? go look. Go like and subscribe, turn on notification bell so you don't miss what we're doing. Leave us a comment too if you're hanging out with us. Just say, what's up? dudes. fire, fire emoji, Oh, jazz hands. Not other, would this be fire? Could you call this fire? Is that what okay. fire is? It's somebody This would be fire for somebody. Do whatever you gotta do in that live chat. And if you're watching later on, leave us a comment. So many comments lately have been coming in after these shows and we appreciate that love afterwards for y'all watching after the fact. Get in those comments, let us know what you think. Do it now if you're live too, get in there, hop in. All right, next of course, key transfers. And because of the type of freshmen, Mike is just salivating at the freshman class. Okay, okay. So not just key transfers into the conference anymore, but a ton of freshmen as well. Let's. We might as well just start with the Kentucky freshman class, Mike. I know I didn't feel like you would let me get through any more of this <laughs> without talking about this freshman class. So Kentucky's freshman class, obviously, Justin Edwards, five star. Uh, I mean. Oh, there's, a, there's gonna be a theme here, okay? Don't <laughs> don't don't think that's the only one. Six, seven, hundred, eighty pounds, small forward, number three composite ranking in this class. Aaron Bradshaw. And he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that the center number five composite ranking. Oh, and then all the way down to number six <laughs> in the composite Ooh, rankings. DJ Wagner, the name. five-star point guard. Yeah, five, five, one, two, three, four. Five. Five star point guard, 6,370 pounds. And that's not it. This is an eight man freshman class, Mike. And of course, what better, who better to handle an (laughs) eight man freshman class than Coach Cal, of course, as he looks to get this team back to the second weekend of the tournament since it's, I can't believe it was 2019, it's been, man.
1: 2019. Isn't that weird? (laughs) It's like weird to say out loud. But yes, we have to talk about now. Look, we talked about this class in detail on on our uh, on our previous one of our previews during the off season on recruiting classes, but we got to hit on it because obviously they are a major factor coming into this conference. And look, we're not really going to touch on Rob Dillingham, who's a you know borderline five star, Reach Shepherd, a four star, Joey Hart, Jordan Burks, like even got the big man from overseas since he got some injuries. Uh, you know, with some of the big man that you have on campus uh, and Visick, uh, so. Hey, all these guys, all of them, at least the guys, you know, the top four or five here at the top are, are definitely NBA prospects and one and done candidates. I think Edwards is the most intriguing. He's got Supreme athleticism at his size. He's most likely going to start as a three. I mean, top five pick, maybe a top three pick in the NBA draft. If things go according to plan and then with Bradshaw, unfortunately we're going to have to wait to see him. He's uh he's out another month or so with the foot injury that he sustained during the off season uh, when he's back. Their defense is going to look a lot different. Uh, I mean, the guy can just block shots. He's, he's naturally gifted. Uh, he's so versatile. He can shoot threes. Like this is going to be crazy. He's going to be a, a, a game changer. So, you know, watching Kentucky the first five or six weeks is not what they're going to look like, you know, a 12 to 12 to 14 weeks from now. So, um, you know, you have to factor in the, the battle at point guard. I think it's going to be DJ Wagner, but Rob Dillingham played really, really well this off season. They're both crazy good. They both have supreme handles. I could see them playing together. You know, they're, they're natural scores, but not really outside shooting threats. So I don't know how much you can play them together, but this group's going to be a major storyline. Uh, you know, Reed Shepard might get some minutes off the bench. Uh, you got to factor that, you know, Antonio Reeves and, and Trey Mitchell are going to get, uh, you know, probably 30 minutes a game. So uh, yeah, I mean, just I mean, what are you what are you doing here? Three of the top six, right? And you got some other guys that are right there as fringe five stars and, and some high four stars. So man, I cannot wait to uh to see these guys. Now there's some rumors. I don't know if it's true that they lost to Chicago State by like third. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a joke. Um it's you can never, you can never
0: believe a lot anything freshman,
1: man, but it's a lot, of a lot of freshmen and maybe coach Cal is doing the, uh, the team USA thing from the, uh, <laughs> from the dream team. So I don't know, but it, these guys are just too talented to, uh, to be held down for very long and they're not going to look the same, uh, you know, in, in November that they are in, in March. So that's kind of scary as well.
0: You talked about how, the, how a lot of them are, are NBA prospects. And, and you know how I know that because that's who Cal recruits. Okay, all these guys, NBA prospects, maybe not hot, maybe not great. They're NBA prospects because that's who he recruit. That's who he brings onto his campus where he is. That's what he does. It's amazing to me that they haven't figured it out and gotten into that second weekend in the last five years of 2019, right? So I don't know, man, this is, these are such, this is, um, yeah, I think fun, Mike, you said fun. These sort of transformations of the young teams in college basketball, learning, because they're all great players, but just like the step up from college to pros is big. High school to college, that might be an even bigger jump in terms of the level of competition at times and definitely the level
1: of competition man I Usually mean, you're and the that, best player on your team <laughs> like well nowadays yeah. like you got a bunch of different no i mean
0: but stuff. like comparing it comparing it to from the from the from college to the nba yeah. like that some of these high school players the jump in talent that they're playing against yeah at the, at the college level from where they were in high school is such a huge talent yeah you got grown screen, men right?
1: 22 23 year old fifty year seniors i mean <laughs>
0: so i mean this is yeah this is uh it'll be fun to watch so um Of course, they're all NBA prospects. Of course they are. All right, let's move on to Arkansas now. And I'm not going to take my shirt off to celebrate the fact that we're talking about Arkansas. I will not, at least not right now, not yet. Mike, I'm going to stray away from the freshmen for a while, if you don't mind, and go over to Eric here for some actual transfer news here are these guys coming into play for the Razorbacks. Khalif Battle, the combo guard, coming in from the Temple Owls, 6,585 pounds, averaged 18 points, 35% from three, and just happened to fall into number 25 in the top 300 transfer. Big board over at DrRoto.com, Chaman Mark, Of course, the old lefty transferring in from the Houston Cougars. The wingman is 6'6 and 185 pounds. Averaged 10 points, five boards, and just over a steal per for the Cougs uh, last year. Number 39 on the top 300. Again, earlier on with the freshmen, they're all top, you know, top 10 on the... Okay, so guess what? Guess what LL is? He's 52 on the top 300. this is no joke, this transfer class for Arkansas, and of course, L. Ellis, the former Louisville point guard, 6'380 pounds, averaged 17.7 points, four and a half dimes, and of course, like I said, 52 on the top 300, transfer big board at drrodo.com. Nick Smith, gone. Anthony Black, gone. Ricky Council, gone. In come a trio from across the land. They suck. They, they went through. They sifted through all of the lands and landed in Fayetteville. I guess. I guess. But, either, but either way, either way, you know, they they all bring a, a very unique skill set, and and oh, this is this is a talented team for sure. Eric,
2: look, it's it's going to be tough to replace some of those names that you that you mentioned here here a moment ago. But look, if if you've got the transfer portal at your disposal, right, you can sift through. 1,500 or so players over the course of the offseason. Like you can put some put something together and, and that's that's exactly what, what Coach Must has done here, you know, looking at this trio, right? Battle he comes in, he's an exceptional scorer, right? Almost 18 points a game, like you mentioned. He he kind of got kind of got lost in the sauce with that, you know, train wreck of a season for Temple last year. He's he's got great size, he's got good handles for his size. You know, he, he fits the type of scheme that Musselman wants to trot out there. You know, you can you can break down defenses off the dribble, you can get up and down the floor, just you know, absolutely a, a bucket getter and a guy that you know fits in very nicely to what the the Razorbacks are looking to do. Tremont Mark, I mean, he comes in from you know a, a championship pedigree program in in Houston, right? Like as stable as it gets. And he's you know, he's he's more of a wing with with great size, super strong defensively you know, can probably shoot a little bit better than the 33% he displayed last year, but ultimately just like a super solid foundational leadership type of piece that can, you know, can, can give Musselman what he's looking for to, to stuff the stat sheet. And then, you know, lastly, we've, we've got L Ellis, uh, another player that's coming over from a messy situation. He was over there in that dumpster fire. That was the Louisville season last year. He's, he's more of the playmaker of the group, right? Like he, he averaged almost 18 points, but really that was just kind of out of necessity, right? He's, He's a much better distributor than um you know that that heavily weighted uh point stat line might might indicate right so it'll it'll be you know uh, uh, him and and Devontae david that are going to you know kind of sh- kind of split responsibilities at the point guard for this team and uh, speaking of Devontae david you know he's he's someone that we considered spotlighting in our our returners he's he's right there on the fringe had a had a great layer, great year last year um, for uh for for Davis there in, in this offense and you know now he's he's gonna be it's gonna be an X factor for for the Razorbacks for the up season upcoming season.
0: Yeah Davis was is gonna get his run too but I think we're gonna see like in I think the type of season we're gonna see out of L Ellis is maybe like twelve points, but we're gonna see like seven dimes. Like I think we're gonna see those that assist total just shoot up through the roof on a talented uh team like this so uh regardless uh definitely of course coach musk brings in these guys so um either way moving on from those razor i'm sorry fayetteville if i offended you earlier i'm sorry like i was just saying like that's it, it it is what it is anyways moving on now to alabama grant nelson oh man we. We love us some Grant Nelson here on One and Done for sure. Grant Nelson, Aaron Estrada, and Latrell Wrightsell. Let's start with Nelson. Big man from North Dakota, 6'11", 230, 18 points, 9.3 boards, 1.7 blocks, and, yeah, top 20, number 18 on that top 300 board. Aaron Estrada coming in from Hofstra, 20 points, 5.5 boards, 4.3 dimes, 1.5 steals with 37% from deep for the six 390 pound guard, number 24 on the top 300. And then Wrightsell actually is a little bit farther down, but still coming into the top 300 at 194. Wrightsell is coming in from Cal State Fullerton, average 16 and a half points, four and a half boards, two and a half assists, one and a half steals on 38% from three. A little bit of everything there from Wrightsell uh, doing big things for for Cal State Fullerton last year. We talked about how much the Tide lost when we were talking about Spears returning earlier, Mike. But uh, Sears, excuse me, Sears returning earlier. But these three right now providing the immediate reinforcements for that.
1: Yeah, Jay, love what uh, love what Coach Huts did in the portal. I mean. You got the fide star that we love talking about in Grant Nelson. You just watch his film, and it's like, I'm surprised this guy's not in the NBA. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, elite athleticism. Um, you know, it could obviously improve the outside shot. So uh, really plays from, like, your, your 16 feet and in. But he's got handles, uh, which is crazy when you watch his, you know, watch his film. Uh, but he's also a force defensively. He can block your shots. Uh, spectacular athlete. Aaron Estrada, I think, is going to be a name – uh That by the middle of the season, a lot of people are going to be talking about. He can play the one or the two. I think he's going to have to play the one for this team. uh He's a great playmaker and uh, just gives max effort on every play. A tremendous outside shooter. I don't think he's going to have any problems uh, transferring over to the uh, the high majors here. And then uh, another cat that can shoot. Man, I, I talked about. I need some three point shooting this year from some of these guys. And Latrell Wright's a like just a sniper, a guy that's going to get you buckets from the wing. I mean, he's no slouch defensively either. Uh, interested to uh, to see what the curve is um, with him stepping into the Power Conference level, uh, but if he's able to make a similar leap, uh, like I think Estrada is going to do, look out, and uh, this is going to be a, a an upstart team for sure.
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen film of Grant Nelson taking people off the dribble from the top of the key and going between his legs. Like this, it's not a joke. The handles that this guy has, uh, it, it's serious serious stuff. A bona star, Mike. Like you said for sure. We got some comments. Let's go to Kaylin first. Checking in again. Hey, suey. Suey. I can't. I can't. I don't even know how they do that. How do they? I know there's a whole. I think they do like a hand thing. I never noticed. I can it's shake one hand faster than the other one. I yeah. can't shake. Anyways, I don't know how to do the woo pig Sui thing here, but uh, either way, yeah. I mean, it's the. The, the Razorbacks will be fun. I don't to like watch the way my face sure.
1: on comments in this box right here. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: oh yeah, blocking out the cat. all right, Kaylin. Why don't you comment more so we can block Mike's face off a little bit? It's, you know, it's all right. We'll be good there. We got another comment, I believe. Who else we got checking in with us tonight? The Back yeah, It got, Up Binge we Podcast. My,
2: we got my guy JB checking in. He's uh, he's doing big things over at the Back It Up Binge Podcast. We appreciate you swinging through. Check out all the stuff that he's got going on over there. Definitely building up a fun channel with the back it up binge. Appreciate you swinging through, JB.
0: Good stuff. Thanks, JB. Yeah, thanks for checking in with us. You two could uh, check in in those live chats. Just drop a drop an emoji if you want. Fire. We said this was fire. This could be fire, right? We could do it. Yes. Okay, fire. That's right. That's right. Fire, baby. All right. The next the next trio coming in here uh, to the conference. We're gonna stay transfer portal here, Mike. No more freshmen. All right, and we you got your fill. Okay, no more freshman right. Now let's go here down to Florida. Walter Clayton, Micah Handlockton, glo- <laughs> hand and Zion Pullen. Of course, Clayton transferring in from owner, The guard is 6'295 pounds, 16.8 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.2 assists on 43% from three. Yes, sir, all day and twice on Sunday with that, please and he's not he's 1.8 steals too playing the d and shooting the three number 29 on the top 300 hand logged in of course he's seven feet one and you can't teach that transferring in from marshall 7.6 points just a smidgen under 10 boards per and 2.3 blocks big body big body number 45 on the top 300 board and then zion pull in uh, transferring in from UC Riverside still talented enough to land at number 72 on the top 300 board after averaging 18.3 points, 4.4 boards and 4.2 assists on fire here we're back to it fire 39% from 3 big year 2 for coach golden eric we talked about the kugel coming back the kugel we talked about kugel coming back he also has wing will, will wing will rich you say that 5 times fast wing will richard coming back and then of course one of the best transfer classes in the country headlined by these three ballers right here
2: i i mean yeah like there was a there was a point like a week or two into the transfer season where we thought that todd golden might might be winning the transfer portal outright and obviously with some of the names that came in later you know it 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 evened out a bit more but i mean this this sort of transfer class is 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 super strong right like not listed here on the graphic you've got Tyrese Samuel you've got EJ Jarvis coming in but you know the the three that we have listed here are the ones that we think will make arguably the biggest impact for the Gators this year you've you've got Clayton first like just an absolute rock star under Rick Pitino uh when when he was coaching at Iona uh, that's that was where Clayton played last season now he's coming home to Florida just an, an awesome scorer, right more of an off-the-ball guard this team was 313th in three-point percentage last year. You know, he he gives the Gators a bit more pop from deep. Uh, you know, a little bit more shot creation, also helping from outside. Zion Pullin, right? He's he's a guy that can score at all three levels. You know, the the impact from three just, just can't be understated, right? Just completely a bucket from from range. You know, gives gives Golden another weapon there in the backcourt. Obviously, can fill it up, and then and then logton, like, you know, this. It's. It feels like it's probably going to be a bit more of a platoon uh, approach to try to replace Colin Castleton, right? Like you're not going to replace him, you know, flat out with one guy. But you know, he he at least is a is a big piece of that puzzle. So, awesome class for 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 Todd Golden and, and the Gators, and you know, these three are in a spot to really move the needle this season.
0: Yeah, I could th- I think we could make an argument for Samuel or Jarvis to, to be if we could if we had like a five wide graphic maybe. You know, I know the the graphics budget only allows for 3 on the on the screen at once, but you know, if we had one, you could definitely make uh make an argument that that Samuel and Jarvis could, could be on it. If you think they should be or maybe somebody else for the Gators coming in, maybe a more impactful player uh, incoming here. Uh, drop us a line in the in the chat or the comments, of course. Let's move on west from the Gators down old bob Rouge. Bon. Them LSU, them go Tigers. LSU Tigers, Tigers. Jalen Cook, Jordan Wright, and Will Baker for LSU, of course. Jalen Cook coming in from Tulane. 20 points, 19.9, if, okay, if you want to split hairs here. But, you know, 19.9 points for Cook, five dimes, steals, 35% from three, definitely good enough there. Oh, wait. uh, Number six on the top 300. Checking in, baby. Of course, top 10 player in the portal, according to our Capitan right there on the screen over at drroto.com. Jordan Wright, wingman, transferring in from Vandy, 6'6", 230, 10.5 points, five boards, two dimes. 1.1 1.1 steals, a member of the top 100 as well. Will Baker, the well-traveled Will Baker, transferring in from Nevada this time. Seven feet tall, you can't teach that. Of course, he uh, got 13.7 points and five boards on 36% from three last year. A top 150 member of the big board. All right, Coach Gold. We talked about Coach Golden year two being important. Uh, McMahon, Coach McMahon is looking to rebound from a dismal, abysmal and dismal two conference wins with this very impressive transfer hall, Mike.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're going to spotlight these three as well, kind of like Florida, but like Florida, also top 304, Damian Collins from Kentucky, who's just oozing with talent. Carlos Stewart comes in from a very good Santa Clara team. But we're going to talk about these three guys, Cook, Wright, Baker, Look, uh, Cook, I had higher uh, on my board than a lot of people at number six. I just I've watched a lot of him um, this past season, and he's one of my favorite players. Like, I just think he has a a game changing ability at this level as well. I mean, you know, playing in the AAC, that's not a slouch conference. I wouldn't technically call it, obviously, a Mm -hmm. mid-major. It's going to be more of like a, you know, power, power nine uh, type conference. So now he's got that pedigree, too. Like he started his career at LSU so as a recruit, he was being recruited by a lot of the top, uh, you know, programs in the country. Uh, ended up obviously transferring to Tulane where he's balled out the last couple of years. Coach McMahon, like it seemed like he really didn't have anybody to get his offense going from the guard position last year. It was kind of like spin the wheel, spin that wheel, right? That we played a lot in DFS. Uh, but with Cook, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting a, a, you know, a lot more stability at that position and someone that can be a an instant playmaker. And then with Wright, the you know, how much we love to talk about Vanderbilt, just a solid player. Like he's not going to wow you with anything. Right. But he's just tough as nails. I think this team could use some of that. And then Baker, he's another very experienced player. Jay, we know a lot about Baker, right? Uh, Started his career here at Texas. He can shoot the three from the five spot, which is very valuable. Uh, Last year, McMahon, he brought in a bunch of mid-major transfers, but this year it seems like McMahon's prioritizing, you know, transfers from stronger conferences, um, which is, which is really interesting. You know, he brought a lot of guys in uh last year from his Murray State program. Obviously KJ Williams was a baller. Uh you know, he brought in uh you know the big man Kendall Coleman uh who is now transferring back to the mid-major ranks. It just seemed like the you know those guys just couldn't really you know fit the bill at LSU and obviously with two conference wins, but it looks like he's going a different route trying to get these guys that are a little more proven at these uh at these power spots, Jay. So uh, very interesting. I think we got a uh, a couple of comments coming through. So if we want to pull those up, uh, yeah, they got Collins from Kentucky. Yeah. Unfortunately, yep. uh, Collins, um, I believe he had a family member pass uh, in the middle of last year towards, uh, towards late last year. And he's from the Houston area. There were some thoughts that maybe Texas could get involved. Um, obviously Houston between, you know, Baton Rouge and Texas, not very far. So he's in the area now, but uh, supremely talented He. We talked about Lance. Ware. these big men that get off of Kentucky uh, and find thirty minutes in places, sometimes they break out. So Look I, out. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking a lot about Damian Collins at the uh, at the four spot for LSU and being an absolute impact player. Uh, so definitely a great get there. And then I think we got Samuel the Sniper, who we haven't
2: heard He's from in ready. a long time. Talk to me.
1: Auburn family, talk to me. I've been waiting for this <laughs> night. Samuel, we got moment. you on the docket, my friend. I need you to hang tight, my friend. I know we're going a little long, but yeah. we're, we're cruising through this thing. so Won't, uh,
0: won't be too long.
1: Yeah, Caelan, it's all long, man. They'll be better than people expect. Low-key reloading. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be pretty good last year because they got KJ and a bunch of guys from a system. And uh, Jalen Cook definitely is tough, so I think you know you get some of these guys in these power conferences. You put them together, and you can make some things happen for sure.
0: Kalen. Jalen Cook is, yeah, he's a good. Player. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, the addition of Collins and Stewart cannot go unnoticed. It will not go unnoticed, of course. They might not start Stewart, I guess. I mean, that's that's the one thing I might say about that. But either way, if he's if he's coming off and playing 25 minutes or whatever, he's going to bring that outside shooting and that un- untapped potential from Collins. It's just it, it could it could lead to. To some, to some, some big old things. Yeah, all right, Samuel the sniper. Samuel, you did not have to wait long. The sniper. I'm here to talk about the SEC. Let's go. Ooh. We love this conference this year too, my guy. For yeah. real, we do. This is why we're we saved it. Not the very last. year. Not the, it's not the curtain call. <laughs> not because we're big right twelve there. homers. <laughs> we are big twelve homers, but that's aside from that, we saved the SEC for next to last. But we do have some SEC love for sure, and we're gonna get you some Auburn love here. Ooh, I see right some Auburn action up there with Denver Jones. But first, why don't we start with the uh, Dalton Connect here, transferring in from Northern Colorado, a top 30 player on the on the uh, top 300 board, averaged 20 points, 7.2 boards, and 38% from deep. Now a little bit of a shooting situation. Oh, God. I got, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. We got a good shooter here yeah, getting the campus at Tennessee. Sorry, guys.
2: Yeah. Look, I mean, th- this, this kid is, is the definition of a, of a breakout mid-major star last year, right? Just awesome on the offensive side of the ball can shoot the three solid off the glass, right? Like, like going out and getting connect was, was a huge, huge ad, especially after Ledlam ended up uh, heading to St. John's through the transfer portal, right? Like, You know, trying to nitpick his game, he he could probably use to shore things up on the defensive end. Um, Rick Barnes' teams are kind of okay at that, so you can expect (laughs) him to develop on that side. But if nothing else, he fits the need, right? Like Tennessee's out here scoring 38 or 51 points a game. You get someone that can come in and and make them splash, and it's it's really going to move the needle. So I, I love this ad.
0: Yeah, I agree on the level point. I also think that USC Upstate guard uh, Jordan Ganey can give them some offense in the backcourt off the bench too. I mean, yeah, USC Upstate, yeah, okay. But you know we 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 like those microwave-type players. Ganey can get off the bench and and be that guy, another solid get in the portal for sure. All right, here we go. Samuel the sniper just for you. (laughs) Denver Jones. Transferring in from Florida International to Auburn. uh, Checked in at number 44 in that top 300, the 6'4", 205-pound guard. 20 points, 1.8 steals, 37% from deep. Um, Mike, again, like, there's some great recruiting going on in this conference. You know, and, and this is no exception.
1: Yeah, the, the, we'd spotlighted as a headline, man. The transfer portal recruiting, Eric brought it up, 11 of the top 50. And then I love the fact that there is outside shooting being addressed because they were 32nd in the country as a conference and during conference play, which is terrible, 11 teams under 33%. But now Bruce Pearl doing an excellent job going out and getting Jones. A big need—you needed shooting. The guy's efficient as well from the field. We'll see if it translates to the next level. Maybe a little bit of a drop as it comes down, um, you know. But overall, like this cat can can really shoot. And Chad Baker Mazzara probably could have been up here as well. Um, you know, he's a guy that they grabbed out of the uh, the JUCO ranks. Um, can really shoot it as well. So. Uh, I feel like Jones's role, is a little bit more secure. Um, I think they're probably both projected to start, but you know how it is trying to figure out who's going to start for some of these teams. These coaches kind of like to do some wonky things sometimes. So uh, just a fantastic job. Uh, Georgia added a lot of shooting. Florida added a lot of shooting. LSU added a lot of shooting. Uh, So man, Alabama added a lot of shooting. This is going to go a long way for these teams. Like this three ball, is going to be popping off now, and and that can move the needle for sure.
0: I mean, it couldn't get any worse. I mean, I guess it technically could, but not by much, you know. Um, Aside from Jones, uh, that at Auburn, Channy Johnson, okay? It's not a Uh, name that that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to just, it's not going to pop off necessarily, pop off, it'll be flashy name here. But, Six, seven, good athlete, does a little bit of everything, the kind of glue guy that you need that, you know, you might not see him pop up in the stat sheet every single day, but the guy that you need on your team that can do a little bit of everything, especially, you know, you don't know how the D2 level, is that going to translate? We talked about that earlier. What is that going to look like? But it's almost like he has those intangibles that can transfer around no matter what level of basketball you play at. So Johnson's a guy that we should pay attention to at Auburn. Just wanted to, to toss that in there for sure. Let's move on down now uh, to Connor Vanover transferring to Mizzou from Oral Roberts. He's – oh, my goodness. I forgot how tall this guy is. I look at this. I, I read this earlier. Is that I, windy? We're, looking, we're, we're in the preview. <laughs> yeah. we're, you know, we're in a pre-show. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Vanover seven foot 7'5". And I see it again, and it's just like he doesn't – yeah, he looks 7'5", right? He does look 7'5", but he doesn't play 7'5", necessarily. He's just so smooth. Like, you don't think of that. But anyways, 12.7 points, 7.2, 7.2 boards, 3.2 blocks, of course. He's 7'5", and you can't teach that. Number 116 on the top 300, Eric. Um, a lot to be excited about here uh, for for Tiger fans with Vanover.
2: Yeah, maybe uh maybe Vanover's on that Hunter Dickinson uh plan where he's sprouting up like three or four <laughs> inches after he transfers. I love yeah, that. Bird. I loved when that happened. That that meme such, such a Kansas move. Um look looking at looking at last year for for Dennis Gates, like real solid inaugural year for him, right? Eleven and seven in the conference, twenty-five and ten overall. But he's he's losing a lot of guys to to graduation over the course of the offseason. So, you know, Vanover's coming in and they're, they're getting a two-way player. He's familiar with the SEC, right? He's bounced around a little bit. He started his career at Cal. He then played two years at Arkansas, went over to Oral Roberts last year. And that's that was really where it all seemed like it came together, right? He got major run for Oral Roberts, really showed what he could do at the collegiate level. And now he's coming in. He can bring shooting. He can bring shot blocking back to the SEC you know, he's, he's just, he's going to be a, a huge piece for Mizzou this season.
1: <laughs> Caitlin in the comments, right? here, That's amazing.
2: <laughs>
1: Van ever needs to grow a pair and average 17 and 12. Well, yeah, have a know, chance.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll
1: see. He's going to have a lot, a lot of opportunity with Kobe, uh, Kobe Brown gone.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that that's not, I mean, we're thinking about it, right. About Brown being gone, but I don't know. He's, he's going to get a run at it. What's, which... All right, putting putting us on the spot here. What's been over his averages at the end of the season, oh, Eric? Gosh.
2: <laughs> man, do I need do I need to play Kate Kalin and say right. seventeen and twelve? No, uh, I'll
0: I don't. Say, there's no <laughs> say, there's, goes, uh, there's No way he
2: grabs twelve rebounds in the SEC. Yeah, two, no way. I, I was thinking more like fifteen and nine kind of thing. Not,
0: uh, I gotta come up with different. All right, Mike, go ahead. What was
1: uh, I just don't know if i will play more than twenty six minutes or twenty seven minutes. So I'll put him at I'll put him at fourteen and seven and a half. You go. No, I'm,
0: I'm going to nine boards, but I'm going fourteen point fourteen and nine for Vanover and and over three blocks again, which will do just just fine for sure in this conference. Yeah, I and I love obviously love what what Vanover did at Oral Roberts last year. He's gonna trans. It's not that that game. He has the intangibles to transfer over no matter what. There, yeah, he's um, seven five. Yeah, you can, and like I said, you can't teach that for sure. Uh, you know Nick honors back but uh, mm. Iowa State transferred Caleb Grill probably somebody we should be talking about a little bit too there were yeah issues at Iowa State I know but it's gonna be it might be that like, little X factor if you will for them and uh, yeah I mean who else maybe John Tanji I yeah. guess um, could be maybe. somebody else to to consider there coming in from Colorado State Um
1: yeah, but, Jay, these guys aren't – they're not Des Moy Hodge. Like, uh, that guy was such well, a no. beast I, I don't know. We'll talk yeah. about Missouri a little bit
0: Things later. They shoot the, the three-ball, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's – which, again, in a conference that is a barren wasteland of outside shooting, it might make a difference, uh, you know, in this conference for sure. Noah Thomason transferring in from Niagara to Georgia. Georgia 6'4", 210 pounds. points, just under four boards. He did get three and a half dimes on 39% from three, 152 on the top 300 board. Mike, um, this is a Georgia team that (laughs) do you really have a, a, I know we're going to touch on the tiers later, you know, talk about them in our, in our world famous tier section, but the, the range of what we're dealing with here with this Georgia team, it, it, it's the the range of outcomes are just extremely wide, and and Thomason's play could, could really determine what side of the spectrum they end up on.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of different things could happen here with this Georgia team. There's no doubt, though, that uh, you know, Coach White is assembling a lot of talent. So I love uh, Thomason's ability to score. It's just whether or not he can score at this you know, particular uh, you know, level of, of competition. He's entering year five, I mean, he's real versatile. Uh, I think he could probably start. Um, at point or even off the ball. I mean, uh, jo- Georgia has one of those under under the radar type transfer classes, right? Like no one's gonna say they won the transfer portal, even put them in the top ten or anything like that. But uh, you know, RJ Melendez comes in from Illinois. He's a shooter. Uh, Jalen Deloach um, comes over from that VCU squad that was on that mass exodus. Uh, he finds his way over here to Georgia, and I think he's kind of an underrated big man. Uh, Russell Shewa from South Florida. Like he's seven feet, like two fifty. Uh, just a big body. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe uh, some, some some underrated guys here that just really need the spotlight to see what they can really do. So, uh, you know, Deloach is kind of like that uh, the athletic four while Shea was more of the uh, the big bruiser on the inside. So, yeah, I mean, I think Georgia has some pieces. We'll probably talk about them a little bit later. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to go on Noah Thomason and how he goes. I mean, his scoring is going to be crucial for this team.
0: God, this is a fascinating team, isn't it? Yeah, like, the range I mean. of outcomes. It's just it, – I'm absolutely fascinated by what this team may or may not do. And, okay, I'm dipping back into D2 again, okay? Uh, you D2 and your player D2. Of the year, though. <laughs> D2 Player of the Year, though, okay? This is not his name. D2 Player of the Year, uh, RJ Sunahara, which, um, yeah, was on your top 300 list and also on the Center Top 10 dunking on Fools last season, okay? Like, there's a reason D2 player of the year. All right. Yeah, okay. Now let me come down a little bit off of it. Yeah, okay. How does he profile at this level? Right? But again, winning basketball player. He has some skill. So uh, look out for Sonahara as well with the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. All right. Then Allen Lubin. Last one on our list here. Transferring in from Notre Dame to Vandy. 6'8", 230-pound forward. 6.2 points. boards in only 17 minutes, number 190 in the top 300. Eric, I think we know what Lubin is looking for um, by making the move here to Vandy.
2: Last on the list, but first in our hearts. This is an underrated class by Coach Stackhouse. Apart from right here on the One and Done show, you're not going to find a whole lot of people giving Jerry Stackhouse much, much love out there, but he's he's done a fantastic job with this program right like you know he, he brings in a guy with lubin's pedigree and you know there's just there's considerable upside that he's injecting into this talent and i just checked uh, into this roster i should say and i just don't, don't think that it's it's being talked about enough right like that there, there were spurts last year where you know we saw towards the end of the year that you know there's a lot of reasons to be excited about lubin especially in this in this stackhouse system right like he has gotten a ton out of his guys. He's really gotten the, you know, the, the the most out of the roster that he has available to him. And that, that roster got a considerable upgrade, right? Lubin can be an X factor for him, but he also, he addressed the wing with Evan Taylor coming in from Lehigh, right? Like he's another guy who can really shoot from deep. Just look, I will continue to bang the drum for coach stack and for, for Vanderbilt and moves like this are a big part of the reason why.
0: Don't forget. We've chatted about, uh, Big man from South Dakota, uh, Comateros. We've talked about him before too, at making an impact in this, in this, in this, <laughs> on this team, but in this conference, too, and being a big, big factor in what Vandy does. So another solid player there for for Stack for sure. Some nice. Tra- we. It's been so obviously if you've kept up with one and done, and you've seen all of the transfers in. Now we've hit them all. We've hit so many big name transfers to help get everybody updated. And ready for this year. There's so much roster turnover. My head I really like to say in the land <laughs> of the vision. I'm sure yours does because you just finished up like the final final, right? Like
1: yes, two weeks
0: ago. You you had you had almost as hard a time finishing that <laughs> as the NCAA has had finishing off the waiver <laughs> processes for too many players across the country. But either way, commenter, shout maybe out. Maybe I get a
1: job <laughs> with the uh, NCAA maybe. transfer uh, waiver Process. Well, I,
0: no, because they'll slow you down too, my guy. Don't worry about Jeez. it. It's a, it's a, it's an epidemic in the NCAA. It is what it is. I, I don't know why I went to my Mac Brown voice there for a little bit. But was, <laughs> I know, I know. We're not even the wrong You know, yeah. You guys I caught know. like three, all four
1: right. touchdowns already this
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. All right. Leave those, uh, leave those comments like I've been asking you to do all the show. We've seen Caitlin hopping really? in there, Sam the sniper. Of course, our guy Mitt hopping in early on in the show. Yeah. Uh, Make sure you do, too. Say something down there in the, in the live chat in the comment section afterwards. We appreciate that, of course. Hit those like and subscribe buttons, too. Right in time for the world-famous tears. And no, not the tears that the Gamecocks and the fans of the Gamecocks are probably going to be having rolled down their respective cheeks. No, no. These are the tears of the SEC, and we're going to go... NBA draft style here in honor of opening nights in the NBA. We're going to go lottery picks. We're going to go second rounders, and we're going to go undrafted. Top, mid, and bottom tier. Lottery, second round, and undrafted. We've got a few there that are already going to be in our tiers, made and ready. Then, of course, you see down at the bottom there, four teams that we will put into our tiers to finish them out but Eric, why don't you talk about the teams for us that are up top lottery picks in that lottery tier for the SEC?
2: man we look we get we get deep on these players before we talk about the teams so for for Bama like we we talked about Sears already you know the the three transfers including Stud Grant Nelson you know what what we didn't mention though is is the upside for the guys. Like incoming freshman jaron stevenson or the development of guard uh Ryland griffin who's shown some flashes at, at time right so alabama like they've they've got a ton of pieces to to make another run obviously you know they're they're filling the void left by brandon miller but they've they've got the guys to do it and then you know arkansas like we've we've got the must bust right like you know always going to have super solid guard play Devonte davis is coming back as you know is a huge retain for them And then, you know, the, the front court, you know, it, it, it bears some questions. You've got, you know, Trayvon Brazil returning. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's an X factor that dealt with injury previously. You know, he's back out there and, you know, can, can really give them a lot. Moving over to Tennessee, right. We, we talked about their, their big three, right. Like if they can stay healthy, if they can play up to their potential, you know, there, there is a a ton to like about this. And then you've got connect coming in who's an, an absolute bucket. Right. So, you know top 10 defense is is projected for them again they can do a little bit more scoring and i i think they they can be a real menace in this league and then lastly texas a&m the team that seems to be getting all of the love as we get closer to tip off here four of their five starters back right like can you know can they get some got some pop off the bench from a guy like jace carter from from uh UIC or eli lawrence coming in from middle T- middle tennessee state you know these are guys that you know, if, if they can if they can get some some considerable minutes, you know, they can they can keep the 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 game flowing when they're in off the bench, you know, that that's gonna be you know the 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 kind of glue that, that holds all this team together, right? So, you know, the, the the Aggies have a lot to be excited about with their starters. Hopefully they can get those bench guys to to step up. But for for me, you know, these these four are are pretty clearly in in that top tier in that lottery tier.
0: Yeah, you said it a lot more gracefully there than I tried to earlier. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of noise around a And M right now, and it, just going to any college basketball, anything, and a lot of people are talking about a And M. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong, right? <laughs> and I just wanted to one more time, one more time, on, one more time on connect. Like, if if you can't if Tennessee scores sixty five points, a lot <laughs> of the times. You will lose. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and if Connect is bringing that shooting in, what it was? It was 20 points, right? A game. If he even brings over 14 of that and it transfers, that shooting to This is a dangerous, dangerous, peligroso in español team.
2: Sí, for so sure. Better. All right.
0: I'm going to move on down to the old uh, mid-tier, of course, second rounders for the sake of our graphic. Start right there with Florida. Loaded with talented transfers we talked about. Kugel coming back. Um, you know, We talked briefly about Will Richard, the other starting guard. Nice transition season from Belmont last year. Um, he's, I think he's going to get a little bit more comfortable as this season goes on. Expect that out of Richard. And then definitely a team on the rise there for Florida. LSU now, um, you live by the transfer portal and you die by the transfer portal sometimes, right? They really need this transfer class to deliver. A lot of guys – do a lot of different things, but Mike, you talked about Jalen Clark earlier. Uh, Jalen Cook, excuse me, earlier. It's got to be special. Cook has to be special. And then, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention Tyrell Ward coming back for his sophomore year. One of those players where not diamond in the rough, but it's almost like you see the development that you see the ceiling that he hasn't reached yet, and and if he can just take another step forward, um, LSU can uh, level up you know, if you will, in this tier uh, as well. And then Mississippi State, you know, just needs uh, Tolu. We talked about Tolu earlier. Got to get healthy, right? We're going to be missing him a little bit. Got to get healthy, and he's got to come back and shoot a little bit better from deep. Um, Andrew Taylor, getting him from Marshall, instant offense, right? 25-5 and last year. Love that all day. Um, Is he going to carry that weight, though? until until Luce Smith returns. So we'll see um, if they can pull it off. But we do have Mississippi State there, right there in the old mid-tier. And then, of course, Vandy, Coach Stack, Eric's love affair that he has here with Vandy, which I get, you know, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, of course, um, Tyron Lawrence, getting him back, huge piece. We've talked about some other stuff with Vandy, but Lawrence, I just wanted to make sure we on that. All right, Sam the Sniper. What do we got before we uh, rank? Uh, actually, before we go down to the undrafted tier, what do we got here hey, from Sam the Sniper? Uh, no, you, you know, yep, there you it are. is right there. Yep. Tyron right Lawrence, but you got it right, right there. Exactly. Hot at him the, end back the year. Big hot. Big time. Big time. Hot, hot. There you go, Sam. Way to jump in there. Appreciate that. All right, Mike. So often you live up in the top tiers, and uh, we're shifting you down to the old bottom tier, our undrafted ranking, I guess, if you will, tonight. Anybody you think could maybe rise up here?
1: Um, yeah, the waivers with Ole Miss, man. Like, give me Murray, give me Cisse. Um, and now we're talking with uh, Morel, Breakfield. You know, Auburn transfer Alan Flanagan. He's pretty solid. Jamarian Sharp is there. Like, we loved watching him uh, block shots, uh, you know, average almost five per game. You know, he's just 7 5 and just oozing with upside. I don't know if he's going to give you a ton of offense, but man, he's going to block a ton of shots. I can't imagine a team where Jamarian Sharp starts the game and then, or even Musa Cisse starts the game and the other one comes in. Like, that is, that would be absolutely ridiculous and be a game changer for all Fire. this. 10,000 guys that are 7 5 and 7 1 that are just tremendous shot blockers would be crazy so yeah a little bit of upside for Ole Miss but you know until, until we get waiver notice which might not be until two months from now uh yeah I, I just we got to have him down here at the bottom along with South Carolina like their transfer class is okay uh you know Talon Cooper he comes in from Minnesota um you know getting getting out of the wasteland there and then Miles Studi comes in from Vanderbilt BJ uh BJ Max from Wofford he's a solid player, but, you know, nothing really gets me out of my seat with this team. So, uh, yeah, I got to have South Carolina slotted down here.
0: Yeah, I don't, and, and listen, we obviously know who the coach is at Ole Miss, okay? Like, he, he's not – Chris Beard, he's a good coach, okay? And I know you got it, it's not about the Jimmys and the Joes. I mean, it's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmies and the Joes. You got to have the players on there on the court. But um, I don't know, man. Ole Miss – this could seem we could obviously there's a lot depending on these waivers, right? Could jump them up real fast, but for the sake of our tiers right now, just too much unknown there. Let's move on down now. Got some teams there at the bottom there. Um, where should we start? All right, no, no, it's easy. Kentucky. Kentucky. Eric, where are you putting Kentucky?
2: Man, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here, with, uh, with with Big Blue Nation, right? So, look the 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 way I arrived at this is is as follows, right? Like this was this was a team that was a six seed last year, and their roster was loaded, top to bottom, right? Like National Player of the Year Oscar Shibway, a lottery pick in Kason Wallace. You've got Jacob Toppin going to Big Bro's former team, the Knicks, on a two way deal. Uh, second-round draft pick, Chris Livingston. And we've talked about Reeves, right, really the only piece returning for that that team. And all of this resulted in a six seed, right? Now, you know, we just automatically expect, because Coach Cal's there, that Reeves, Trey Mitchell, and an amalgam of very highly ranked true freshmen are going to come in and challenge for for the SEC. Like, I mean, I I, I don't think that I'm being – unreasonable by saying to start the year i'm i'm gonna slot them in the middle tier right i'm, I'm gonna put them as a as a second rounder oh, shit. i mean maybe <laughs> they can put it all together quickly but look like it's a lot of freshmen they're gonna depend on and this yeah. this league is loaded like this league is gonna eat freshmen up so they'll, they'll be on the fringe for me but i'm i'm putting them in the mid tier all
1: right let's let's stop this guy in his tracks all right like i know he wanted kentucky <laughs> to miss the tournament last year because he wanted north carolina to miss last year he wanted his vanderbilt squad to get in but hey look you make some valid points there <laughs> after chaos uh, you make some valid valid points i mean but look we've seen it too many times with cal and freshmen right like this isn't really anything new um you just worried a little bit about the shooting but that's kind of solved as long as reeves and mitchell kind of stay healthy um Look at Vegas, like DK odds to make the final four, the fourth shortest odds, the fourth shortest odds. It's all about upside. Uh, they don't have to be great on November 6th. They need to be great, uh, you know, in late and in, you know, late February, early March. So all about upside. And uh, yeah, until I see Cal not do it with young players, like I'm just going to automatically assume that he's going to get it done and challenge for the top of this league. So, yeah, get me up in that uh, that lottery, Jay. Uh, please tell me you are not uh, sticking with Eric here and his uh, his Kentucky uh, shade that he's throwing here.
0: No, I refuse to participate in any of the Kentucky shade uh, thrown about put them up at the top where they belong, please, sir. Look, just because you don't care that you're, you know, not making friends with Ashley Judd or Drake, or if he's a fan of Kentucky this week or whatever, Eric, okay? Uh, Three of those four freshmen don't know if you remember three, five, and six in the composite rankings. These aren't just any – these aren't your run-of-the-mill freshmen, okay? Some of the top players in the high school game last year. Mitchell and Reeves' experience in shooting puts this team into contention. They're in the lottery tier to stay up at the top – Let's go blue. Sorry, Eric. I'm actually, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry, even man. that sorry. I'm not no, even that sorry. That.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Okay.
0: All right, Samuel the sniper, your time has come. Let's move on to Auburn, Eric. Where are you slotting them?
2: Oh man, you're gonna make an enemy out of Samuel the sniper for me now too. <laughs> well, you are. Um, a every
0: Kentucky fan, man. So do whatever else you got to yeah. do.
2: Okay. I'm. I'm just. I'm just here. I'm just here to piss everybody <laughs> off. Look, like on on the whole, like I'm. I'm just. I'm kind of. Kind of indifferent on this team, right? Like ten and eight last year. You obviously got uh, a a legitimate star in Janai Broom. You know we're we're really just going to continue to bang the table for him to get more run. But also, you know, Coach Pearl went out and and landed some pretty solid transfers, right? You got Baker Mazar coming in, Jones coming in. You know, these are guys that can that can bring some shooting to this team. You know, the the ceiling and and really the story for this season. In addition to the additional uh the presumed minutes for janai broom is is gonna is gonna have to do with true fresh two freshman aiden holloway right like he he could be a star you know he he's someone that can can absolutely impact the trajectory of this team but you know where where we sit right now i i think they're i think they're still in the middle of the pack so I'll i'll put them in that second rounder tier
1: second rounder tier i'll i'll go right there with you man like you look outside of that, right? Like they got a lot of pieces back from the team that made the tournament: Jalen Williams, Katie Johnson, Dylan Cardwell, Chris Moore, Trey Donaldson. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in the second round tier. Jay, I think you would. I think you would agree with that, right? Just not enough upside to get to the very top, but just a solid SEC team.
0: Yeah, but if one of those guys you mentioned just decides to have have a season, you know, like I mean, we talked about Broom earlier. Like one of those guys goes off. Has yeah. a career year, and then another one even just steps their game up a little bit more than they were expecting. Don't sleep on them. You know, I, I guess this is probably about the right spot for them um, in that in that middle tier for us. But yeah, I mean, this is you could definitely see a scenario where they are are much in, they're they're in that top tier, I guess, if you will, uh, with with those other five. Let's slot in Missouri guys. Let's let's get to the Tigers. Coach Gates, phenomenal year one, obviously, but. Eric, this is uh, a whole new team, <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. All right, go ahead. What do you got for Missouri? Oh man, do
2: I don't, I don't know if that point of view is going to be all that fantastic, right? <laughs> like, I, I really like this team last year <laughs> with, with Hodge, with, with Kobe Brown, but I mean, it is an entirely new roster, right? We talked about Vanover earlier coming back to the SEC. Um, you know, we'll see if he brings a pair with him and gets up to 17 and 11. Sounds like the three of us think that he doesn't quite get up to that ceiling. Um, you know, him and, and Nick honor are, are really going to be the ones that are shouldering the the load for, for these tigers right They're You know, overall, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of primary ball handlers on this team. You know, there, there isn't a whole lot of firepower and, and with the the rest of this league, right? Like. This this was a team that was 180th in defensive efficiency last year, right? Like, you know, I I don't think that they they pull the rabbit out of the hat and surprise anyone this year. You know, it, it feels like feels like we're kind of starting over, even though it's it's year two for 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 this coach. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put him down in the undrafted category.
1: Undraft is there not a song for undrafted category?
2: All right. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I love me some big <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know, man. Like Caleb Grill, John you like. They're okay. They're not I loved Hodge Colston Gamillion last year. I think we kind of know what Nick Honor is. Um so let's just slot them into that undrafted tier. Um you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gates, you know <laughs> was able to cook something up, but you know, the, the yeah. rosters on these teams are pretty impressive.
0: I was talking over you when you said that you love you some Dennis Gates, but I feel the same way. And that's that's the thing that, you know, that's the that's the hope that that you has there. Um I don't know, man. That's, that's tough. Yeah. I I'm with you guys having them down there, um, on You know, it's like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> oh
1: god.
0: <laughs> uh, I was going to sing some more Aladdin, but <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll just move <laughs> on and move on. To, we'll just move <clears> on. <throat> you know, how they're on there. He's like, don't you dare close your eyes, Missouri. You might want to close your eyes watching <laughs> oh, some of these. Yeah. <laughs> come out, Watching some of these games mm-hmm. this year. All right. There's only one Let's more. On. Show after this. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, Last team here for their world famous tiers. Mike, I'll give you the floor on the last pick with Georgia. Georgia.
1: <laughs> we, gotta get, we gotta get this guy out of here what so we can got? get to a singing competition. <laughs> uh six conference wins. Not great, right? Uh we talked about the talent assembled. Uh this is weird, man. Like looking at Ken Palm, uh Georgia's rated fifty-seventh. They finished last year 154th. All 14 teams are projected. Uh, preseason top 82 even South Carolina is number 66 I don't know why um, <laughs> it's kind of a crazy thing that just tells you how strong this conference potentially could be obviously things will shake itself out don't know if they're going to be that strong because that would be kind of ridiculous but the roster it really goes as Thomason goes with mean, Justin Hill solid player Jabari uh, Jabri uh, Abdur Rahim is a really good shooter so, uh, you know, we'll see how they kind of all play together. The front court is key, right? Like, got some new guys in here, and I- I'm picking the drum that this this conference is going to challenge the Big Twelve, uh, you know, for-, for supremacy in the uh, the college basketball world. So, uh, for me, right now, though, and look, we only got three three teams in the undrafted. I just got to go second round, though, man. I feel like there's upside here. Um, that might be too many teams, Eric. I don't- I don't know, man. Like, are you with me? At least second round here
2: i i mean dude look like we can't we can't have all these teams that are that are this good right like naturally sure someone's gonna fall right <laughs> not, not not all these teams are gonna win 15 games in the conference right that's <laughs> not how math works um, look like the i i just i can't see this georgia team matching up very well with with the you know with the the elite or even the mid-tier in this conference when you know half their guys are either coming in from the mid-majors or generally just unproven at this level right like yes they've they've got some shooters you know that uh, a lot of that stems around with uh, stems around how good Thomason is but you know like I I look at them you know last year six wins in the conference and I, I just I'm not sure they can they can do much much better than that right so I'll I'll uh, I'll slot him in as undrafted, and, and Jay, I'll let you take us home with the tiebreaker. No, oh, the tiebreaker to end why it. Why
0: you been? Why are you been so sour? You had Kentucky try to put Kentucky in the second round. You're trying to put it's Georgia. In I'm undrafted. bringing everyone down.
2: I'm deleting <laughs> I, this whole lottery I, tier.
0: I, I mean, just get it out of here. No. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I get both arguments, but uh, you know, Mike mentioned all these teams are inside the preseason top 100 in Ken This. Uh. I mean, if it all comes together for Georgia. The pieces are there. Let's let's be honest. Um, yeah, I think I just put them in that second round, man. Put them in the second round. I like what Coach White's doing. Man, we'll, we'll put them in the mid <laughs> tier. Um, yeah, Shooting we didn't have like a lot the
1: SEC of su- from last year. From three, <laughs> we
0: didn't have a lot of. Su- we didn't use a lot of superlatives earlier when we were talking about South Carolina. So yeah, like the being sixty sixth in Ken Palm's rankings is obviously that. It hold, holds a lot of water around here for us, and uh, so there's something to be said for that as well and just maybe thinking how good that ceiling could be. So top to bottom, obviously, a, an excellent conference here. Uh, lottery uh, tier, they're up at the top, our top tier in the SEC. Bama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, and those fighting Texas Hey, and Aggies. Second round in the mid-tier, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State and Eric's Vanderbilt, of course, right there. And then down at undrafted, Missouri, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. I mean, any one of those teams could pop up, especially if we get some waiver news for, for Ole Miss. But for now, we're going to have them down there, obviously, to be determined. How about it? The World Famous tiers, lottery second round undrafted. You know, we love it. You know it, you love it. You love the tears, and we do too. And we love you for hanging out with us here. On one and done. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons here as we're closing out the show. Go to my guy Eric the Blue with some closing thoughts on the SEC.
2: Yeah, look, we we kind of mentioned it off the top, and I'll 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 close out with with the the same thought. I think this is going to be an absolute dogfight, top to bottom, in in this league, right? Like there there are there are clearly a couple of teams that you know have the pieces to you know to sort of rise up, but I mean. The vast majority of this conference we had ranked in the mid-tier for for good reason, right? Like there are some real talented rosters, there's some great coaching. I, I think this one is gonna ebb and flow a lot. And we're gonna learn a lot about these teams over the course of the season.
0: Last but not least, of course, El Capitan's comments okay. to wrap it up.
2: Uh, Kentucky,
1: what they look like, you know, when we watched the first couple of weeks of the season versus what they look like in late February. And the three-point shooting, who who's gonna be able to knock down three ball? That's gonna be the separator in this conference. So,
0: Jay, what you got for us? Close love us me out. some good love me some good yeah. three goggles. For sure. I also like the old knuckleheads. Remember Darius Miles I and mean, then used to do that on the right. Clippers, love the knucklehead stuff. I used to think I was cool, when I did that. Anyways, yeah, the Kentucky freshman. I gotta side with Mike, not side, I just gotta say I I'm sort of following that same sort of thought process with the this exciting freshman class for Kentucky. Um, there's a whole lot going on here. And I think that these tiers honestly could be interchangeable. This is one of those conferences where top to bottom, it's so stout. So stout. And yeah, we have our teams that we feel like we'll finish at the top, but, uh, there's a reason why we save this one for next to last, because coming up next, make sure you have those notification bells on for the big 12. It's the big 12. Big 12. It's division one. Go play in murals, brother. No, don't do that. Make sure you subscribe to One and Done instead. Follow the captain. Wait, I am so bad with the camera. The captain of the ship, Mike Holland, at MC Holland 34. The baron of bread of Green Screens Media at Fantasy Navajo, Twitter Streets. That's Eric Urimov, our guy at The Real Napier. Chris Napier doing things behind the scenes. And over on TikTok and YouTube in our Top 20 Countdown, I, of course, MJ Heinrich, the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media Train. Follow me at Dr. William Cannon. Follow at Get Green Screens for our Get Screen, Get Green, I'm sorry, for our Green Screens Media Twitter, X account, whatever. At One and Done, CBB is the show page. Make sure you smash those follow buttons for us over there. Shout out to our guy, JB, for checking in. Check out his stuff. Shout out to to Samuel the Sniper checking in. Hope we showed enough love to Auburn for you tonight, my guy. Thanks for checking in. Of course, Mitt at the top of the show come in and we appreciate that and of course Kaylin always come in for that dose Enterprise. and and we appreciate Kaylin for doing that thanks for everybody for watching for checking in of course big 12 coming up next do not miss it tell someone you love them have a nice day let's get this bread baby